0: Okay, everybody, uh, June 15th here, and uh, we are getting ready for our second team summary, and we're off and running with the Atlanta Falcons. Wiz, wow, the Falcons, 1-7 last year to start the season, looked really dead and buried. Um, they made a bit of a comeback. They played hard into the end of the season, uh, You know, put some decent offensive numbers up. Um, they're going to have a change at running back this year. Um, Their head coach is probably fighting for his survival. So, Wiz, first off, how are you? And secondly, Atlanta Falcon football. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm doing well. And uh, the Falcons, I mean, I I guess you all starts with Matt Ryan
1: and uh – you know, there's no, there's no question marks there. He, he's rock solid, steady, as long as the offensive line gives him some time to throw. Uh, you know, anytime you have a pocket passer like Matt Ryan, that's really the only concern that the interior of that offensive line holds up and gives him ton, some time to throw. He, he's rock solid. You could count on Matt Ryan. He's, he's just uh, an outstanding quarterback. And uh, I, I don't think there's really much to say about Matt Ryan either way. Um, You know, he's he's just going to be, you know, solid for you uh, game in, game out, assuming that his offensive line gives him a little time to throw and those receivers stay on the field. Do you have any strong opinions either way about Ryan or do you kind of feel like, yeah, he's, he's just solid?
0: Yeah, So it's funny. Uh, so this year he's going to be teamed back up with Dirk Cutter as his uh, offensive coordinator. Uh, you know, under Cutter, uh, in the three years he was under him, he basically averaged anywhere between uh, 28 and 32 touchdowns and always passed for around 43, 44, 4,500 yards. So you talk about consistency. And Matt Ryan plays almost every game. So he, he is an amazingly consistent player, as you as you alluded to. Um, you know, the, the one thing is, though, this offense, when you, when I took a closer look at it last year, was just so unexplosive. I think, first off, they were playing from behind so frequently because uh, the defense really wasn't that good as well. Um, but, you know, it almost seemed like they were dinking and dunking so much and they weren't really getting the ball down the field at all. And, uh, you know, I don't know. There seemed to be a lot of predict- predictability in the offense and, and it lacked explosiveness. But that being said... Ryan is Ryan. He's probably as consistent a player you're going to get from a fantasy football perspective at the quarterback position as you can get. And, you know, I would also say he's probably not that expensive. He goes on the later side in a, in a, in a, in a rotisserie draft uh, and, and, and in an auction draft, he's relatively cheap in value. So, uh, you know, the, he is definitely one of the value plays at the position.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I think part of the problem is, you know, like you said, they were losing, so their offense kind of came predictable and they knew they had to throw. The offensive line really didn't hold it up. They can never really get the running game going. So I think it, 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 there are were, there were several reasons for that, but Matt Ryan is is, is rock solid. I think what you get to the interesting uh, conundrum, if you will, or what to do is when it comes to Todd Gurley there because I just – I'm not quite sure. I mean, does he have a ton to prove this year? Absolutely. Could he be playing with incredible motivation? He played his ball at Georgia. He's playing now back in Atlanta. He feels maybe, you know, the Rams quit on him, gave him up. Uh, extremely motivated. And then you have the other thing, you know, the eyeball test, and he just didn't look like the same player. Um as he did even as recently as two years ago. So what's the thinking uh, from a fantasy perspective when it comes to Todd Gurley in your mind?
0: You know, I think for the reasons that you spoke of, you have to be a little bit more reluctant to kind of spend a lot on the player or take a a high draft pick with the player. But I think he's one of those guys that, you know, for some reason could end up making a difference in your fantasy season if you happen to roll the dice correctly. If he gets back to kind of the, I don't know, 250 carry type stuff that he did before last season with the Rams and he, we didn't see him on a on a bicycle during the Super Bowl. You know, those things were you know, just really difficult pictures to, to kind of construe in your mind. And, you know, unfortunately, they remain very much at the forefront of what I'm thinking about. So, you know, if, if he's a player that's going to be on the cheap side of an auction draft or, or come at a later point in time in a fantasy draft, he's the type of guy that I'd want to take a chance on. You know, I don't know if he's a number two running back, but he probably will get drafted like that. But he's definitely not a number one. And he's going to a new team as well. But, you know, it's a team that does have offensive potential. So the player scares me. I don't know, you know, the backup situation is also murky uh, behind him. Uh, They have the kid Allison and they have uh, Ido Smith, uh, you know, probably... And Brian Brian Hill. And Brian Hill, so probably, you know, they'll get in there anyway. Those players are probably going to be handling the ball at times. You know, question of, I don't know, amongst those players who you think is going to be the guy to watch there. But I think he's a player that you have to be a little bit cautious on.
1: Yeah, I think if for... For a reason to really like Todd Gurley this year, I think you could say that I I believe he'll be a bigger part of the passing game in Atlanta than necessarily he was utilized with the Rams. Um I think he can catch a fair amount of passes. Um As far as, you know, what to do, because you feel like if you draft Gurley – You know, you may want to look and and draft one of his backups, but, I mean, I'm not sure who I like there. Um, Brian Hill was handed the keys to the kingdom last year when Freeman went down and Edo Smith went down, and he was a whole ball of nothing, uh, to be honest. Uh, Edo Smith... Heard coming off a uh, big injury uh quadri Allison, uh his yards but carry weren't great he did vulture some touchdowns he could be a player that you know uh the, the falcons may have a mind if something was to happen to Gurley. so it's it's it, it's a difficult situation so let me just ask you like this you know how would you how, how would you recommend Todd Gurley to fantasy um, football players out there would you say he's the type of player that you could you should go out and get or will he end up on your roster only in the case of his value has become
0: so diminished that he just can't be passed up I think for me, it's it would be the latter. So I'd either get him, you know, say in the fourth or fifth round of a, of a snake draft, or, I'd, you know, let's say it's a $200, uh, you know, uh, auction league. If he was a player kind of in that kind of eh, $20, $25 range, that sort of thing, that's the only way that I would end up having that player on my team.
1: Twenty twenty-five dollars. I mean, you're, you know, that's more than a player flowing to you. That's like you know, making kind of a concerted effort to get him. I mean, so you you think uh, so? You know, is it that you think wouldn't? So it wouldn't it wouldn't shock you if Todd Gurley had running back two status at the end of the
0: year? It would not shock me, no. And I, but, okay. I, but but I think he's going to get drafted like that. That's that that's that's kind of where I'm going at. So if if the yeah, twenty twenty five is probably a little high. Maybe more fifteen twenty, but that's where I think the range is in a two hundred dollar auction league.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think uh, I think that sounds about right. I mean, you know, I hate to say like I'm never going to draft a player this year, or he'll never end up on my team, or no way, because you can't have you you can't be close minded about any player either way. Love him or dislike a player uh, going into a fantasy football season. That, that's a recipe for a losing season if you're closed minded But I would have to say I'd be hard-pressed to go out and get Todd Gurley. I, I would feel like, you know, his value would have to get to a point where I would just say, yeah, I think, um, I think he almost has to be taken here. Um, and I couldn't pass him up. And I think you probably uh, kind of have the same line of thinking
0: with Gurley this year. Yep, absolutely. So, and then another player
1: that I think has boom or bust written all over him is Hayden Hurst. I'm not quite sure if you're on the boom or the bust side of Hayden Hurst. There's a lot of things to like about his uh, prospects for the upcoming season he's going to be you know in the position to catch all those passes that austin hooper he's not the same type of player as austin hooper they do different type of things but he's certainly going to be the clear-cut number one guy with a quarterback who likes throwing to the tight end um that those are the good things i don't like that He was completely diminished to, like, the number three tight end behind Andrews and Boyle in Baltimore, so I'm a little concerned that. I think Hayden Hurst is the ultimate looking at it, you know, forecasting boom, bust. Where are you on Hayden Hurst
0: boom, bust, or you think maybe in between? Yeah, so I, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Boom. And you know, this is a former number one draft pick. He had some injuries at the start of his career. He clearly got surpassed very quickly by Andrews in, in Baltimore. And really, as you said, couldn't get on the field. So he did catch thirty balls last year. He averaged almost, you know, he averaged almost twelve yards per catch on on that, which is which is kind of interesting. And we know what Austin Hooper did in this offense. I I know. Uh, Matt Ryan has been throwing to him. He's been very impressed with his speed. Um, So I'm encouraged by what I'm seeing so far. I'm glad to see that they're actually working together right away. So that's an encouraging sign there. So I'm going to go with Boom because I like the way a guy like Austin Hooper evolved in this offense. They like the tight end. We know what Tony Gonzalez did here over the years. Hooper became a really integral part of their offense. I think a team that's going to play from behind a lot. Um, They don't really have a tremendous third option at receiver. And we'll talk about that a little bit next, but the team likes to play 11 personnel most of the time. So for me, boom guy. So when you're evaluating the tight
1: end position, we're going to get into specific positions and rankings, but just, you know, you know, just a a little bit of an early projection from you. um, Would you have Hayden Hurst ahead of all those potential You know, young guys, the Irv Smiths, the Hawkinsons, the the, the Jonas Smiths, uh, Noah Fonds, Blake Jarwins of the world. Would you have him in the middle of that, behind all those young guys, or like kind of after Higby ahead of all of those young guys?
0: I said, yeah, I would say after, like kind of in the Gesicki, Hawkinson, you know, kind of Noah Font area, I think, you know, I, I put it this way. I'd rather have Hayden Hurst than Rob Gronkowski. So I, I think he's going to fall. Oh, okay. That's a bold statement. So would you be comfortable
1: as Hayden Hurst being your number one tight end? Me, yes. Okay. All right. So you you have him in your top 12 yes i do okay interesting interesting so we heard it from the guru boom bust and guru says boom big time to hayden hurst uh so let's move to the wide receivers and uh you know anytime you talk about atlanta and wide receivers it's conversation starts with the great julio jones um you know julio jones i know you have not liked the fact that he doesn't score hasn't scored a lot of touchdowns i think that's kind of random but i know that that's one thing that you've talked about as far as you know things to love about julio jones man there's a lot of things to love about the player is his size his speed the way he catches contested balls the familiarity he has with matt ryan the fact that he almost plays every game in, in beautiful conditions. I mean, the eight games at home, then the road games in his division are usually good weather games. Uh, New Orleans is another dome game. So he's playing most of his games in, in optimum conditions. Um, here are my concerns about Julio Jones. I'm starting to get a little bit weary of every week mispractices almost every game he hops off the field misses plays and i'm just concerned will miss practices will miss plays will that turn to miss weeks uh, of action and that can like kind of move him from a lead level down a little bit so give us an overall view on Julio jones Coming into
0: this year. A great player. No question about it. I hate the fact that he's always dealing with that foot injury. It just doesn't go away. And nothing irks me more with the usage of the player you know that that's what i would say nothing irks me more with how he is used in the red zone you know the fact that calvin ridley has 17 touchdowns the last 2 years and the last 4 years julio jones has 23 touchdowns that bothers me it just bothers me i just i just it just doesn't sit well so i am letting someone else draft julio jones let somebody else deal with that i don't want to
1: wow that's that's, that's... That's that's a bold statement. See, I I look at it like I think, you know, Hooper and Ridley and some of these other guys catch a lot of touchdowns because teams double-team Hooper. Jones, even when they have the ball at the one-yard line, they just refuse to let Matt Ryan throw him the ball. So I think he kind of, like, sets up those other guys. So I'm not so much concerned about the lack of touchdowns as I am with the foot injury and the fact that he's not practicing and that he's getting older and he's playing more games and he's limping off almost every single game. So I'm concerned with that, so you so when you say you're gonna let Julio Jones go are you saying that you will not take him in a in a snake draft if he you know, felt to you and you felt he was, you know, uh, maybe the next best receiver, you would take a player that you felt was, uh, you know, kind of like on a level with him or maybe even less a level, but not the injury risk, you would take that other player?
0: Yeah, no question. I, like I, You know, I know he's going to be ranked as a top five receiver, which is, which is fantastic. And I'm not saying he's not going to put up 12, 13, 1400 yards and catch somewhere between 90 and 100 balls. But I, I just don't want to deal with the aggravation of it. It's just, you know, to me, he's been a very frustrating player to own. And I think a lot of times, too, when you look... And I don't disagree with you that he gets a heck of a lot of attention. But how many seasons in fantasy does Julio Jones blow up once in a while for this kind of 14-catch, 250-yard game and then disappear for three games in a row? I just... Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, the stats the
1: season look one way. But, I mean, the, there are a lot of cold games... Um, where he's a, a fantasy football killer. Um, but he will win you a couple of weeks kind of like by himself. He's certainly, um, a different type of elite receiver than like a DeAndre Hopkins who's going to catch like seven, eight passes every single week for like 80, 90 yards. And you know, you could kind of write that down. Julio is going to have these 12 foot you know, 240 yards receiving and three touchdowns. And then he's going to come back and, you know, have a few lemons here or there. Um, so you're going to let Julio be some on somebody else's roster. You'll take a chance with a receiver. Even if you felt he didn't have as much talent, you will just kind of like take a pass on Julio. Yeah, I
0: just think he lacks the consistency that, I, that I'd expect from a guy that I'm picking that high.
1: And uh, speaking of receivers, one his his counterpart as a player that you really like is uh, Calvin Ridley. So, you know, talk about him, one of these young guys, uh, you know, he's certainly in this receiver mix that makes the receiver position such – such, qu- you know, such quality depth at the position, and uh, I know you really like a lot of things about Calvin Ridley.
0: Yeah, Calvin Ridley was having on, on his way to a thousand-yard season last year. Unfortunately, he got late. He got a late injury and missed uh, the final three games of the year. But he finished with you know almost nine hundred yards receiving. Uh, and as you mentioned, he's not getting double teamed. He he has the luxury of playing with um, w- with a player like Julio Jones. So and, and he scores touchdowns. I think they look for him in the red zone. Um, He's very effective on those slant routes. Uh, He's got some speed. I I like the player a lot, and I think, you know, he's evolving. I can see Calvin Ridley being ranked in the top 15 very easily coming into the draft this year. So uh, I, I like the player. He was coming on strong last year, like I said, before the injury Nothing not to like. And I don't think they really have a lot of options behind these two guys. I don't know if you feel differently about that, but these, you know, these two guys, and that's why I like Hearst too. These two guys are going to be getting most of the attention and most of the ball's thrown their way.
1: Yeah. I would. Agree. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's certainly, so you would have, well, where would you have Ridley? Would you have him like, so after those first, you know, group of like, whatever, six, eight receivers, and then you have, like, somewhere between 10 and 40. Uh, would you have Calvin Ridley kind of, like, leading the charge there, like in the first group of players of that next, uh, you know, uh, tier of wide receivers?
0: Yeah, I think Calvin Ridley sits there with, like, the the kids from uh, Seattle, you know, players like Robert Woods and Cooper Cup and Adam Thielen and A.J. Brown, who we both like. I like him in that group of players, so kind of in that 10 to 20 range. Okay, and
1: uh, I know as far as their the wide receiver depth, as you, as you mentioned, there really, uh, there really, there really wasn't much. I mean, uh, to have, I know they have that. Um, they used. I think after the injuries to their receivers, they were kind of using Justin Gage right
0: as their number three guy last year mostly. Yep, yep, Russell Gage. Yep, yep, yep. And then they picked up, up the your. Stage, you, they, yeah, and, and uh, they you know, up your think, boy Treadwell. <laughs> yeah, you
1: know, uh, Treadwell. But yeah, I mean, uh, one interesting player, maybe the the second year player from uh, Virginia, Olimad um He caught his 93-yard touchdown pass last year. I think he only had maybe three or five catches, but one of them was like a 93-yard touchdown pass. He may be the guy that they kind of want to see what he could do in that third receiver spot, so he may be a guy like as far as if you're in deep leagues to to look at the second year player from Virginia, he has a lot of ability, a lot of speed um, and could do something if the field is opened up for him by Ridley and, uh, and Julio. But certainly, um, they need one or more of these other players to step up on offense. And uh, we have to talk about one of your uh, favorite kickers, is young help, Kim. Uh, we nice. talked about Zane Gonzalez and uh, Kim was, was, was good last year for Atlanta. Do, is he a kicker that you could envision having on your fantasy Team this
0: year, so I, I, I always knew that Matt Bryant. You know, I had a couple of guys in fantasy leagues that I've been in that that always would draft Matt Bryant. He was as consistent as could be. He's playing indoors, and and you know he's definitely long in the tooth now. You know they tried Tavecchio, and that didn't work out. But in the in the last eight games last year, twenty three of twenty six for Young Hoku, and uh, those are big numbers. He I don't I think he missed only one extra point as well. Uh, I know our boy Term really likes him as well. Uh, Again, indoors, good offense, I think a place to succeed. So I I think a kicker that you don't want to fall asleep on.
1: Yeah, yep, Uh, absolutely. I mean, anytime you have these kickers and they get kicked, you know, the coach will send them out for long ones and they're kicking in optimum conditions, uh, you know, like – you are know, like young Hoku? I, I think that's one of the, you know, the the kickers that you have to, you know, consider, um, consider for the upcoming season. So yeah, that's about, uh, that's about a wrap as far as I'm concerned on the Falcons. Anything else you wanted to uh, talk about?
0: No, it's fantastic. We're, we're going to keep coming at everybody with these, uh, with these team summaries. Uh, we're going to have a great one. Uh, when we talk about the next two teams, we got, we got the Ravens and, and the bills coming up, uh, the rest of this week, uh, very excited to keep putting these out there. And Guru and the Wiz on on, uh, on Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. We do want to hear what you guys want to hear and talk about. So email us at guruandwiz at gmail.com. We're very excited for the football season. We want you guys to be excited for the football season. We feel this is a place that you can all learn. And it doesn't matter your level of expertise, whether you're a novice or an expert, we think we can make a difference in your fantasy football season for the upcoming season.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's just a different way of looking at things and analyzing and preparation that, uh, you know, could give you a small edge over your uh, competitors and your opponents in your league. And, uh, if you, you know, it's always good to have a, a different perspective of how you go about your preparation. And, uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to talk about that as well as the players themselves. So, uh, Yeah, we're just going to keep moving along and we're going to talk about every NFL's team fantasy
0: outlook for the uh, upcoming season. Fantastic, Wiz. Well, thank you very much and I wish you a good rest of your Monday and I look forward to catching up later in the week. You got it.